Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are back with Tamina Watson talking about immigration and how we can help you, business owners, HR, and maybe office managers that are listening, how we can help you get started with the immigration process so that you could fill those empty positions. With that said, Tamina, give us some advice about, you know, where does an employer even start? with this entire immigration process. Well, Wendy, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, The first thing I will ask people to think about is when an application is being filed uh, with the government, no matter what kind of work visa it is, there are three headings to keep in mind. Employer, employment, employee. And that means the government wants to see Are you a boring business doing boring business things like paying taxes, have an office, um, you you know, that kind of thing? What are you doing the things that a business needs? And and the government will want to see paperwork for that. Then they will want to see what is this job that you need to be filled? Write a detailed job description. That is the employment part, job description, salary Mm -hmm. and so forth. And then they want to see documentation about the employee. Are they meeting the requirements of that job? So your question is a great question. Where do you even begin? The starting point is a job description. No matter what the work visa is, a genius visa, H-1B visa. And when I say genius visa, you know, that's the O visa in case your listeners haven't heard it before. Um, No matter what the visa, job description is where it begins. Write down the job description and the requirements. Once you have had that, that will tell the immigration lawyer what kind of job it is and what the requirements are and what kind of visas could work for that. That also applies to entrepreneurs. You know, are they, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, the visa categories are the same. We all have to use the same visa categories, no matter which industry and what kind of uh, profession you're in. We only have, uh, you know, a finite list of visas. And so no matter who you are, man- HR manager, business owner, entrepreneur, start with the job description and take it from there. It's so interesting that you say that, Tamina, because Um, You know, I'm the HR lady. I deal with the small businesses, large businesses as well. But a lot of my clients are are, uh, companies that they're too small to have HR or they can't afford to hire a full-time HR person. So I help them out. And every single thing I say is like, you have to have job descriptions. No, they're not legally required just for HR. But in order to hire somebody and say, yep, you fit the role and you're doing good or you're not doing good. And these are our expectations. You have to have job descriptions. So folks that are listening today, these job descriptions really are necessary for everything, even in non-immigration terms, but definitely for if you want to hire a foreign national for employment in the United States, uh, short-term or long-term employment. And if you are still not, if you're interested after this today of finding out more about various types of visas um, and other, you know, uh, terminology, you can just go right to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services website, and they have great material there. 
including handouts that really say, hey, I'm an employer. How do I hire a foreign national? So make sure you're doing that so you get the stat, the, uh, the information that you need before going down to track and wasting time and money. I also advise you to hire someone like Tamina Watson um, or similar, maybe one of her competitors as well. But of course, we want Tamina only, right? <laughs> because um, they know what they're doing. And I could tell you as an HR professional, I might want to even say I'm an HR expert. I will not touch immigration alone without someone like you because it is so complicated and you literally have somebody's life in the balance waiting to see, okay, can I stay in the U.S. or or do I have to leave and come back? And so, folks, don't do it alone. Don't wing this one at all. Make sure you get an expert involved. Very, very important. So first thing you're saying to me is they have to figure out what type of visa are they potentially looking for? And you do that through a job description, correct? That's correct. And so when somebody comes to me with the job description, I then ask about themselves. I go, I cover the employer section. What do you do? How long have you been in business? What's your revenue? How many employees? Because every case is a story. So even if you have that job description, does the employer really need this? Do you have the money to pay for the salary? While everything starts with the job description, they're all related. So once I get the job description, I will then look at what the requirements that they have set. And then I will look at what the Department of Labor says that this job requires, particularly for an H-1B, let's say. There are so many different types of uh, computer-related jobs, you know, and somebody might say I'm a software engineer, software analyst, you know, computer programmer. All of these have different codes from the Department of Labor, and it will affect the degree requirement as well as the salary. And so all three headings, employer, employment, employee, these three headings are so vital. But you start with the employment part so that we can then cross-reference the other two. And now are you the, um, as an immigration attorney, I, I understand we're starting with the employer first. Then do you also work and handhold the uh, potential employee as well? Really good question. So how do people find me? Often it's an individual who is working with a smaller business who has never hired an immigration attorney. Mm. So the employee will say, hey, okay, I found an Im immigration attorney. Let's go speak. So sometimes the employee finds me and I work with both of them uh, or the employer is already working with me. They've come to me and saying, we really want to sponsor so-and-so. How can I help? So I would help them both. The In, in these cases, it's joint representation, meaning I'm representing representing both. But generally speaking, the employer is the client. They are signing all the forms. One of the things that's very important for your listeners to understand is that when you're filing or sponsoring an, a work visa, the employer typically is responsible for all the costs because the government doesn't want to see that an employee is um, affecting uh, the decisions and, you know, uh, having influence. And so the checks, the filing fee checks have to come from the employer, the attorney fees typically for most visas have to come from the employer. So there are many things that uh, derive from who is the client, but generally speaking, the employer is the client. Excellent information and advice. Hey, folks, we will be right back for episode three of five of this series. Tune in in a moment. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. 
we hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.